77 WABC. This is Sitting Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. season folks can you feel it come on baby december 8th not that far away first day of hanukkah christmas now less than a month away december 25 we always celebrated it the 24th the rosenbergs it's crazy i'm so pro-israel of course i become that guy and i'm all too willing to accept that responsibility and i love it but a lot of these folks don't know all these new friends of mine that speak to me on Instagram from Israel, is that my parents threw the biggest Christmas Eve party in Brooklyn, 2216 Quentin Road, 250 large, from Santa upstairs to a piano player to a DJ in the basement to chicken roll, a teeny, and veal parmesan at 1 o'clock in the morning. There was no Christmas party, not even the Italians, the Goyim, did it like the Rosenbergs, nobody. <laughs> but do you feel the holiday spirit? I, 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 don't. I, I don't. I don't feel it just yet. Maybe it's because the crime, the filth, the I don't know. I just I'm so down on New York these days, these horrible Palestinian rallies. It's not putting me in the mood of for Hanukkah and Christmas. Maybe it's just me. Let me ask Michael Goodwin. He uh, probably the best writer in the country for the New York Post. I don't know, Mike. These are pro-Palestinian rallies and all this other nonsense going on in New York City. I don't really feel the Christmas or the holiday spirit yet. Do you? Good morning. Good Good morning, morning, Sid. No, I think uh, the holiday spirit is being crushed uh, by this, you know, reaction to what's going on in Israel and Gaza. You know, I was struck by even the Thanksgiving Day parade that the the mutts needed to disrupt that. I mean, it's for children primarily, and a lot of people come to it from out of town, and so they have to what put glue on their fingers and glue themselves to the street and disrupt this. I mean, this is, this is all performance art. This is not helpful. This doesn't attract support for your cause. This just makes you look stupid. And that is, unfortunately, I think a fair description of many of these protesters. They're stupid. Um, they don't really know anything about anything, but they decided they know how to fix the world, whatever the world's problems. They, they clearly have no understanding of history. They don't know anything about the Mideast. They don't know anything about war. Uh, and so we're all left just to kind of suffer through, sit in traffic when they block bridges or hear them roar, you know, wherever they are, wherever they decide to show up. Uh, but it's really ignorance on parade. Funny, two things struck me from what you just said, which was perfect, Mike, as always. Reaction to what happened in Israel? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, that is obviously there was a cause and an effect, but they're always looking for something. It's the same people that marched when George Floyd died. I think it has very little to do with what happened in Israel. And secondly, you talked about the cause. What is their cause exactly? Here's what I know. A bunch of terrorists, murderous terrorists, invaded uh, a beautiful uh, bunch of towns in Israel on a beautiful Sabbath, Saturday, holiday morning, 
raped the daughters, killed their parents, cut kids' heads off, butchered the babies, threw them in ovens, and now they are chanting in the streets, river to the sea. What, what exactly is the cause, Mike? What am I missing? Well, look, I think the cause is essentially anti-Semitism. Um, I, I mean, I think there is a real movement going on, including by many New Yorkers, unfortunately, um, to eliminate Israel. And now, if you ask many of them, they would say, no, 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 the, we just want more fairness. We just want to help the civilians. But when you talk about those who support that chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, that means one thing and only one thing. It is not complex, as, it, as some Harvard uh, professors are arguing, that there, it's a nuance. It's not nuance. It's not complicated. It's obvious what it means, and there's no other meaning to it. And so the people, that, that is a cause. It is a cause for many, many people. And, you know, Sid, something is really troubling me about this. So you'll recall that President Biden, who has been very supportive of Israel in the big way, I mean, he's, he's cut some corners and he's undermined his own position, but just he has clearly supported Israel. And in, in October, he said that he doubted the Muslim uh, numbers, the, the fatality numbers coming from Hamas. He doubted them. He doubted they were true. The next day, it turns out, he met with five Muslim Americans, including Keith Ellison, the attorney general of Minnesota. Um, and he apologized for saying that. Now, just think for a minute. The Hamas is designated by the United States government, which Joe Biden leads, as a terrorist organization. And he is apologizing for doubting the honesty and accuracy of a terrorist organization. What does that tell you about politics among Muslim Americans that these five people came to him, demanded that he be more sensitive to the other side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, well, hold on. What does it tell you about Muslim politics? First of all, Keith Ellison used to be number two in the Democrat Party. He's a well-known Jew hater. 
and garbage, to be quite frank. But what does it tell you about Biden? You know, and, and I'm going to take offense to this, not because I don't love you, because I do love you, but a lot of people in this town are doing this and around the country, and it pisses me off. What do you mean Biden has been supportive? You just talked about it. He goes by the Hamas numbers. He has asked Israel time and time again, pause, ceasefire. In the meantime, Hamas is reloading and looking to attack again. And let's not forget, the country behind all of this is Iran, and it was Biden alone and Biden with Obama that gave his country money and loosened restrictions. His fingerprints, is they're all over this attack. He's complicit in this attack. So don't tell me that Biden has been supported because of his rhetoric. Nobody cares about that. His actions... Speak a lot louder than his words, and his actions are he's not pro-Israel. He's anti-Israel. No, no, you, you're, you're wrong. You're absolutely I'm wrong. wrong. Yes. Well, tell, wrong. Me, tell me what's wrong about the four things. That, well, let's well, start with the one. You said he's complicit in the attack. Well, hold on, hold on. Who, who was the one who loosened the restrictions on Iran? Who was the one that gave Iran $6 billion in the hostage swap? Who was the one that, dating all the way back to his days with Obama in that administration, gave Iran money? He was, and Iran funded this attack. So, yes, A plus B equals C. He's complicit. Yeah, I, I, well, He's in bed with I, Iran. I He's in bed with Iran, Mike. I, I don't dispute the facts that you laid out. Well, that's I, it. I, I, let me finish. I do disagree with that makes him complicit. I think when you're talking about a terror attack, yeah. is a really serious thing. And I don't think he's complicit in the, in the terror attack. Well, here's why he's complicit. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. Here's why he's complicit, Mike. Because if he didn't know, let me give you an example why you may be right, but you're smarter than this. If he didn't know that Iran was the biggest terrorist fund of every country around the world, I would say he didn't know. He was trying to fix it, just like Nixon did with China, or like Obama tried to do with Cuba. He knew from back in the Obama administration that Iran's goal is to destroy America and Israel. Therefore, anything positive he did for that country falls under complicit. I, I, I don't agree. I don't think that's the definition of the word. I agree with you that his policy is wrong, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that makes him complicit in the attack. I mean, that's a really big leap, and I don't think A equals B in this. I, I, think, I think it goes so you, too you, far. You think, <laughs> that, you think that funding a country, funding a country that was behind this attack, knowing full well how much they hated Israel, I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. That is exactly what the word means. He knew full well Iran wanted to destroy Israel for 25 years. When Reagan was president, we knew that. Before Biden was in power, he knew that. And he gave them money. And he loosened the restrictions. They were, they were broke when Trump was president. Biden took over. They made billions in oil money because of Biden. I agree. That's well, a fact. Well, well, <laughs> but that is not complicity in a crime or, or a terror act. Let me make another point, if I could. The, the, uh, in terms of Biden's support for Israel, I, I have written about it, and so I agree with you. He has undercut Israel at the same time. However, however, the most important thing he did was the, the use of the carrier strike groups to go to that area. There is widespread belief within Israel that that has forestalled Hezbollah and Iran, and that that was the purpose of it. It was to, is to, to make it clear that if they got into the fight, then America would be there for them, for Israel's protection. 
that was a very important thing. It hasn't been it, it hasn't been necessary yet because it worked as a deterrent. That's an important part of helping Israel. I agree that his his continuing claims of a ceasefire it goes back to the point I was making uh, about the the Muslim vote in America. He he has all along I think been worried about the youth vote. And now the Muslim vote, that, that the youth vote who have pulled away from him, who are in the streets marching against Israel and therefore for Hamas, uh, he's worried about those votes. The Democrats need the youth vote. So he has, he has sort of tempered and undercut his own positions in many ways. Nonetheless, that carrier strike groups, two of them, they still sit there and they are still a deterrent force against Iran and Hezbollah. Okay. Um, I couldn't disagree with you more. You're talking about two carrier boats. I've laid out five or six different things, including what you're talking about. He's more concerned about the Muslim vote than he is people dying. I mean, I don't know how you don't see that this guy, no matter what he says, again, he can say all day long, I love Israel, ceases, uh, ceasefires, pauses, worried about the Muslim vote, funding Iran. I mean, I don't know what else you need to see to see that this guy is a major part of the problem, not the solution. And Israel will continue to say nice things about it because they need America. They need the money. They need the support. But I can tell you this, talking to Israelis who live there, Mike, and I have them on every day, anecdotal, but every day on this show, they're not buying Biden's crap. They're not buying it. Uh, They know that Trump, he really did care. They're not buying Biden's crap. There always seems to be another agenda behind what Joe Biden does, above and beyond he loves Israel, because you can't be close with Barack Obama, work side by side with Barack Obama, and tell me you love Israel. It's almost impossible. Uh, What can I say, Sid? I don't agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's more complicated than that. Uh, I've spoken to to Israelis, too, and they are so grateful about the military aid and the carrier strike forces. You call them a few boats in the the Mediterranean? Yeah. Come on. This is – these are – I mean, look, you're you're free to demonize the guy. I I criticize him a lot, but I think you go too far. Okay, fair enough. And, and of course, indirectly complicit, right. Um, uh, But absolutely complicit, absolutely complicit, 1,000%. You're never going to change my mind. By the way, uh, what are your thoughts? It's mutual, by the way. I know. Uh, That's why you're the best writer in the country. Uh, Eric Adams, what are your thoughts on him here? Clearly, I blame Biden for just about every foreign policy that's gone awry, and all of them have, every one of them, all over the world. What about Eric Adams here? How much blame does he get, according to you? On the Israel stuff? No, Israel's been fine. Everything else going on in this city right now. Oh, well, look, I mean, I I got an email this morning from his office about, uh, uh, you know, the the new efforts, you know, to try to work work through the uh, national migrant crisis. He expanding the immigration application assistance centers convenes resettlement working group. And these are resettlement, casework, legal services remain key to city's long-term strategy. I didn't know the city had a long-term strategy. <laughs> I, I mean, that's news to me. There's the news. Uh, it's it's this thing that somehow we can manage this system. He still does not say close the damn border. And until you say that, you are – I mean, there are pictures, what, uh, 
yesterday and today of new migrant trains yep. coming north. Yep. So I don't understand how he thinks he can manage this. Maybe some people will move in, uh, move on. They're trying to help uh, uh, them become uh, more independent so that uh, – uh, they they can work uh you know and not live in city shelters and things he is erasing the distinction between legal and illegal immigration this is what of course the democratic party at large wants to do uh, that they anybody can come here and forget the process forget the rules if you come across the border you're an immigrant and therefore, we have to take care of you. We will help you. I mean, it is foolish. And you, you have to think that immigrants, would-be immigrants around the world who are playing by the rules, must feel like fools. Yeah, that is well said. Yep. And, and go to Mexico and walk across the border, and I'm there. Yep. No, you're right. Well said. Well, listen, you're not going to have this type of conversation with Kilmeade. I can promise you that. <laughs> But this was uh, this was great stuff, and I appreciate the uh, the back and forth, and and I appreciate you every time. You're a great guest and a brilliant writer, and thank you for coming on this morning. Always oh, a pleasure, Sid. Thank my, you. my pleasure too. Thank you. And you were complicit in this great show, just so you know. <laughs> That's Michael Goodwin.